Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Today's episode is brought to you by The Morning Commute. Uh, that is not a product or a company. I am on it. I'm on <laughs> I'm on my morning commute. Actually, not going to work, but um, going to a coffee shop. Every time I work on a book uh, or if I need to get writing done, I thread coffee shops into my life. And uh, so I'm headed there now. And uh, anyway... Last night I was listening to a podcast and um, Dr. Drew, one of my uh, heroes, was talking about love and he compared love or he compared long-term relationships to recovery in addiction. And I thought that was really interesting because I've never heard that before. And the reason is like recovery, long-term relationships is one day at a time, which I totally agree with. Um, this is now me talking, not him. This is me, uh, running with, uh, the ball. <laughs> um, it's also, uh, long-term relationships. You can snap back, right? The wheels can fall off like addiction. Um, there are things that are right. Like no matter how hard you've worked on yourself and the relationship, the, um, uh, the unhealthy patterns, right? Your knee-jerk, the go-tos, um, your defaults because of your wiring, story, etc., your fears, all of that. They're always just like right behind. They're always like the, it's sitting on your shoulder, you know? And it's like, uh, it's the same with a, a recovery. I mean, you could be uh, sober for like 30 years and it just, you know, um, if, if things are going bad or you're in a place where... Uh, you just feel weak, then addiction is right there on your shoulder to meet you. And um, I think with long-term relationships, you know, you could you could build something for 30 years, whether it's a marriage or, or you know, any relationship, and it's it's easy to snap back. And, and and I gotta say, actually, sometimes the long-term relationships are harder because. It's been so long that if you're not actively working on yourself slash the relationship, and I know you hear this all the time and you might be rolling your eyes, um, there's a chance that you're drifting. There's a chance that uh, the, you know, the, the car is swerving. It's easier when the relationship is fresh to be excited and you know the, the, the dynamic itself um, kind of carries you that being said the value of a long-term relationship is you have built uh, a strong foundation and uh, this is another thing that dr. Drew said last night that I do agree with and that is um, if you're in a relationship uh, and you've built something healthy and sustainable the years that uh, you have both that you, you have both that have uh, under your belt that you've earned it does translate into a deeper connection that um, can be. It can be like, a, God, how do I explain it? It it, 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 it can be like a, 
a, a foundational stone that um, that you can depend on and trust. You know, um, it can, it can definitely carry you through a lot of the uh, life turbulences that you know we we all go through. Okay, now I agree with all those things. Um, when I say all, all, all those things are mostly mine, so of course I agree with them. Um, the, the one thing that was Dr. Dr. Drew, which set this off, which was the first domino, is uh, that uh, long-term relationships are like recovery in that uh, it's one day at a time. Everything else I said was from me, so of course I agree. Um, but here's what I don't agree with, and it's more of a choice. It's I don't choose to see relationships that way. And the reason is... When I think about recovery, I think about um, the pressure to stay sober. I think about um, like any day I can relapse. I think about um, the label, right? And it's it's also kind of I don't want to say negative. Recovery definitely isn't negative, but uh, the fact that you're stamping or comparing your relationship to um, recovery, I mean, I don't know. There's something about it that's just a, a, a tiny bit of a, of a, like a bitter, bad taste in my mouth. And so the way that I see relationships, long-term relationships, is like a kite in the sky. Now, let me explain. I know that sounds a little weird. I think when we meet someone... Um, you know the excitement you have? I mean, when's the last time you've flown a kite? Shit, I, I, I mean, I, I was probably 12. Um, but running with a kite is exciting, is it not? Because there's this adrenaline, there's this hope and anticipation, wondering if this thing's gonna fly. Um, no one runs with a kite with like frowns and in and in a, in a, in a discouraged face like every kid that runs with a kite has a giant smile on his or her face because uh you know they're doing something fun but it's also like okay let's see this thing fly right and i feel like the beginning of a relationship is like that where you meet someone it's exciting and uh you've both decided to run together there uh, are smiles on faces there is uh hope of what this could be if this could fly there's adrenaline there's dopamine and then you both work to get the kite in the air right and that and, and that runway to, to run with a kite can be long uh, or also can be many attempts so there can be some you know you can try once it doesn't work you try again and all that um, but once you get the kite in the air and and this is when I think uh, or this requires two people to really um, learn that dance, that 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 cadence of a relationship. Because you know, in the beginning, we are stepping on each other's shoes. We're discovering things about each other. After the honeymoon phase, uh, especially if you move in, you really get a 360 view of the person. There's, you know, I don't, I don't want to say there's shortcomings, but um, the contrast. I call it the contrast. The, the differences. The stuff that. Um, maybe you overlooked or didn't really see or maybe didn't want to look at is now front and center and uh you got to look at these things and also look at what comes up for you um when you are activated 
and work through all of it. And working through all of it is definitely getting the kite in the sky. Now, this is where the long-term part comes in. If the kite flies, there's a, there's a, a point where the kite just kind of stays in the air and you're just holding on to the string. You don't have to run with it. I mean, you could literally uh, take the string, tie it to a, a stake and just like stake it into the ground and the kite, you know, the, the, the wind, the, the air, um, it's keeping it in the sky. Like there, it, there, there's, um, there isn't much effort, right? And that's, I think, the value of a long-term relationship is when you have gotten your kite in the sky and you've ran with it and it's now stable, you can breathe. You can, you know, you can tie the, the string to your wrist and have a seat and just watch the kite fly. And I think with a long-term relationship, um, the years that you've put in, all the work that you've put in, uh, is what is what's getting the kite to now fly on its own. And the reason why I I, uh, I like this visual is because I think there's a tipping point when the relationship becomes greater than you. And when I say you, I mean both people. And that requires time and effort. Like the, the relationship becoming greater than you doesn't happen over a summer. You know, it happens over years because um, A, there has to be a foundation that's laid. Uh, trust has to be built. You have to learn uh, each person's well, you have to learn the dance of the relationship, right? The the mechanics of the relationship. You have to um, look at yourself, uh, how to maneuver in this relationship, because every relationship is different, and just kind of open the hood and, and see how the engine works and understand. Um, and then, of course, you have to learn how to uh, resolve conflict because conflict happens, you know, fights are normal. You're going to fight with your partner. Um, and of course it's not about how many times you fight, it's about how you fight. And that produces trust that contributes to the kite, um, flying on its own. Anyway, so that's my, uh, analogy. I know it's a little childish, um, but <laughs> John, are you seeing relationships or like a a 12 year old running with a kite okay I prefer dr. Drew's uh, analogy with recovery um, no, anyway uh, I want to say I, I think also I, I choose the kite in the sky because for me um, you know I have this like uh, childlike wonder I have this kind of um, I used to label it as immaturity because I'm definitely um, a late bloomer, but I've embraced that. I've embraced the um, the little Korean kid with ADD and a bull haircut looking out the window in science class during fifth period, wondering if he can fly. I've embraced that part of me because that was a part of me that I used to uh, reject. You know, I used to think I was um, a spaz and not smart. 
and um, needed to calm down or focus, right? And so now um, I'm embracing that part of me, which is why my analogy is uh, the kid with a kite, <laughs> running with a kite. That's my comparison to uh, long-term relationships. I want to end on this. Um, I want to end on two things. One, and this has nothing to do with relationships, but actually it does. Um, your connection to yourself, your relationship with yourself. And so when I just shared to you how um, I've been lately trying to accept and embrace the parts of me that I used to reject, um, that's part of your relationship with yourself. I think a huge part of your relationship with yourself. And I think it's a part that people don't um, explore, you know. Uh, I believe that as life happens and we grow up and pay taxes and get married and have children and chase the corner office, uh, we take parts of ourselves and we, and we, we lock it, we, we lock them into a hope chest, you know, parts that we actually, um, liked parts of ourselves that, that, um, that are, that are in the, the solid, right? The solid self, not the pseudo, the pseudo self is what we listen to because of society advertising, um, seeking approval, validation, right? It's the false self, our solid self, our authentic self. Um, really lives in that uh, that part of you that uh, you may have locked away, you know. And um, our solid self is usually the brightest when we're when we're children, when we're kids, and we're just present and fearless and curious, right? And a lot of times as we grow up, we 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 lock those parts into a hope chest. So one of the things that I've been doing for the last ten years. <laughs> is embracing that part of me um, that I have been labeling before as childish, immature, inappropriate, you know, all of those things. And so me announcing that long-term relationships is like running with a kite is the action of me embracing that part of me instead of labeling it as, you know, dumb or stupid or silly. And the result of me embracing that in this case, which is just an idea, um, is actually me connecting to myself. So I want to ask you, what are parts of you that you have disconnected with that you need to connect to again? You know, what's the spirit of you that you have lost? And... What does it look like to have that reunion, you know? And it doesn't have to be some big thing. Like in this episode, I'm just giving you my uh, analogy, my comparison of um, what I think uh, a long-term relationship uh, is like. And just something as simple and, you know, mundane or just something like that um, can be a way that you're connecting to a part of yourself, you know, just embracing thoughts and ideas that you once labeled or um, judged. Something that subtle can be huge because we do it often. And it's in the little things like this. It's in the mundane that uh, I think the real work is. It's not like the, 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 why you say, it's not just the big things. And how does that relate to relationships? Well, it's going to be, um, 
who you bring, it's going to be how you show up in relationships, right? So the more connected you are to yourself, um, the more you're bringing to the table as far as an authentic self, uh, who you really are. Uh, and I think we all have a responsibility to do that. And that's definitely going to affect the relationship. I mean, you've been in relationships where you brought a pseudo self, right? You've been in relationships where you didn't show yourself. Um, and what happens there, right? A lot of um, the relationship becomes lopsided or it doesn't feel fulfilling or you're not stretching in that way. And so um, it definitely impacts the relationship. Anyway, whether you're in a relationship or not, I hope you um, run with a kite with a shit-eating grin filled with curiosity. I hope you still believe in love and what could be. And um, I hope you get the kite in the air. And I hope one day, or maybe experiencing this now, you could just lay down on the grass with the string tied to your wrist and you're just watching the, the kite uh, fly on its own. And um, knowing that uh, you and your partner got it in the sky. Thank you for listening. And a uh, quick reminder, speaking of relationships, Vanessa and I, Vanessa's my partner. Um, we are not married, by the way. Everyone thinks we're married. Um, we're thinking about marriage again. I mean, I am. Uh, we both are. <laughs> I'm saying again because I was married once before. But... Uh, the wedding would be very different than the first time, of course. Um, anyway, we are running a book club and uh, would love for you to be a part of it. It's live on Zoom. And if you join the book club, you get uh, our brand new book before it comes out via ebook. Uh, and uh, we're going to go through the entire book together. So just click my bio link uh, or go to my website, theandreatherapist.com, and uh, you will see it front and center. And just pre order a book. You'll get a Zoom link, and uh, every Monday at 1 o'clock, we're going to try to all hold hands and learn and grow in a relationship better. Thank you for listening to us. Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this. So I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordeaux, Lumia Coach Training. And it's amazing. It's 100% live and online, meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, ICF accredited to with 20 diverse instructors in a thriving alumni community. Go to theangrytherapist.com and click on Become a Coach and explore Lumia Coach Training. I'll see you in class.